0: Good afternoon, lovely to see you. Let's begin with our first hymn, There is the Redeemer, Jesus, God's own Son, Precious Lamb of God, Messiah, Holy One, the first hymn. Gather in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Grace and peace be with you. you. Father of glory, holy and eternal, look upon us now in power and mercy. May your strength overcome our weakness, your radiance transform our blindness, and your Spirit draw us to that love shown and offered to us by your Son our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Amen. Take a seat. Assured of our Father's love and his willingness to forgive our sins, let's confess together. Heavenly Father, we have sinned in thought, word, and deed, and have failed to do what we ought to have done. We are sorry and truly repent. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, who died for us, forgive us all that is past, and lead us in his way to walk as children of light. Amen. Almighty God, who forgives all who truly repent, have mercy upon you and set you free from sin, strengthen you in goodness, and keep you in eternal life. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Let's stand then to say the words of the Gloria together. Glory to God in the highest, and peace to his people on earth. Lord God, Heavenly King, Almighty God and Father, we worship you, we give you thanks, we praise you for your glory. Lord Jesus Christ, only Son of the Father, Lord God, Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Have mercy on us. You are seated at the right hand of the Father. Receive our prayer. For you alone are the Holy One, you alone are the Lord, you alone are the Most High, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit. In the glory of God the Father. Amen. Let us pray. Almighty Father, whose will it is to restore all things in your beloved Son, son, the King of all, govern the hearts and minds of those in authority, and bring the families of the nations, divided and torn apart by the ravages of sin, to be subject to his just and gentle rule. Grant this for the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, to whom with you and the Holy Spirit be the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen.
1: The first reading from Job 19, verses 23 to 27. Oh, that my words were recorded, that they were written on a scroll, that they were inscribed with an iron tool on lead, or engraved in rock forever. I know that my Redeemer lives, and that in the end he will stand on the earth. And after my skin has been destroyed, yet in my flesh I will see God. I myself will see him with my own eyes, I and not another. How my heart yearns within me. This is the word of the Lord.
2: reading from Thessalonians. Concerning the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and our being gathered to him, we ask you, brothers and sisters, not to become easily unsettled or alarmed by the teaching allegedly from us, whether by a prophecy or by word of mouth or by letter, asserting that the day of the Lord has already come. Don't let anyone deceive you in any way, for that day will not come until the rebellion occurs and the man of lawlessness is revealed the man doomed to destruction he will oppose and will exalt himself over everything that is called god or is worshipped so that he sets himself up in god's temple proclaiming himself to be god don't you remember that when i was with you i used to tell you these things But we ought always to thank God for you, brothers and sisters loved by the Lord, because God chose you as first fruits to be saved through the sanctifying work of the Spirit and for the belief in the truth. He called you to see this through our gospel, that you might share in the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. So then, brothers and sisters, stand firm and hold fast to the teachings we passed on to you, whether by word of mouth or by letter. May our Lord Jesus Christ himself and God our Father, who loved us and by his grace gave us eternal encouragement and good hope, encourage your hearts and strengthen you in every good deed and word. This is the word of the Lord.
0: The Lord be with you. Listen to the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to St. Luke. Amen. Some of the Sadducees who said that there was no resurrection came to Jesus with a question. Teacher, they said, Moses wrote for us that if a man's brother dies and leaves a wife but no children, the man must marry the widow and raise up offspring for his brother. Now, there were seven brothers. The first one married a woman and died childless. The second and the third married her, and in the same way, the seven died, leaving no children. Finally, the woman died too. Now then, at the resurrection, whose wife will she be since the seven were married to her? Jesus replied, The people of this age marry and are given in marriage. But those who are considered worthy of taking part in the age to come and in the resurrection from the dead will neither marry or be given in marriage, and they will no longer die, for they are like angels. They are God's children, and they are children of the resurrection. But in the account of the burning bush, even Moses showed that the dead should rise, as he calls the Lord the God of Abraham and the God of Isaac and the God of Jacob. He is not the God of the dead, but of the living, for to him all are alive. This is the gospel of the Lord. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be now and always acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our strength and our great Redeemer. Amen. Well, the gospel for today is something of a conundrum. And for some of us, it means taking considerable attention. As you know, this is something that Claire and I have spoken about deeply and at length. When you start to think about the resurrection from the dead, and you begin to imagine what life after death might look like, there's lots of questions that arise. And one of the things I love most about Alpha, actually, is that it's a safe space to ask those tough questions of life and faith without being judged, an opportunity to explore together. But when we begin to think about these things, lots of questions arise. What will people look like? What kind of body will I have? How will we relate to one another? And sometimes people use these questions to try and disprove the resurrection and to show that in some way it's absolutely absurd. The whole idea of it is farcical. The Sadducees were a group of religious leaders in the time of Jesus, and together they denied the reality of the resurrection. In Deuteronomy, one of the Old Testament books God made provision for a woman whose husband would die young. The nearest male relative of that husband would marry the widow to ensure offspring for his brother and to make sure that there was a family line. And in an age when there was no benefits or social security and when women were entirely dependent on their husbands, this law was also considered compassionate, as people sought to take care of the widow. The Sadducees came to Jesus with a big question about a woman who had been married not once, not twice, not three times, but seven times, asking mockingly, well, in the resurrection, Jesus, whose wife will this woman be? And Jesus begins to explain that the whole idea of their question is flawed. It's flawed because they're trying to understand something divine using their own ways. They're trying to uh, comprehend God's ways using their own worldly mindset. The scenario they pose, it seems, was typical of the Sadducees' logic, and it was one of the arguments that they used time and time again to try and prove that the resurrection was not a reality. Jesus answers the question, and basically what he says is, the resurrection will transform every human relationship. There'll no longer be need for us to be married and given in marriage because maintaining a family line will no longer be necessary. The intimacy that we long for in a marriage will be something that each of us will find in God's nearer presence. Jesus answers the question, but then I think he goes on to address a much bigger issue. The Sadducees were unimpressed by the hints of the resurrection that they found in the Old Testament. And they put greatest emphasis on the first five books of the Bible, a a collection of books that we call the Pentateuch. And what Jesus does is take them on on their own grounds. He He uses the books that were most important to them to try and show them something of the reality of the resurrection. Moses showed that the dead would rise, for he called the Lord, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, am the god of jacob he isn't the god of the dead but of the living and in him all are alive in other words jesus is trying to say absolutely clearly that resurrection was not just something for him he believed in a much more general resurrection of the dead something in which everyone who believed would share including you And me. Those who rise can no longer die, he says. They're angels, they're God's children, since they're children of the resurrection. And I think it's consoling for us who've lost relatives or friends that we've known and loved to be reminded that everyone finds life in God, that death has been defeated that the grave has lost its sting and no longer has victory over us. Our God and their God, there is no division. All that separates us from our loved ones is our own limited vision and our own limited understanding. It's not God's. And that should give us courage and it should give us hope even when we grieve. Death has been defeated. The grave has lost its sting. It no longer has victory over us. The resurrection is a reality in which we all share. And as Christians, we try and live in the light of this reality. We're all ready living the life of God. And... That life in Christ is one that we enjoy now, and it's one that we'll share with those who've already gone before us. Death enables us to move into a place where we enjoy the fullness of God and where we enjoy His nearer presence. But for the moment, we have a crucial task to accomplish here on earth, and primarily. It's about making the love of God known to those who don't yet believe. We're God's hands and God's feet in a broken world. and We're being used, each one of us, to draw others to him, to live in his presence, to be a voice of reassurance and hope. We're here to transform what's been broken by human nature, into what God had intended it to be. And that task at times seems beyond our limited capacities as human beings, and that's why we need to remember that we don't labour alone. We're accompanied and empowered by, every single day, the Holy Spirit. We're resurrection people, and our song is hope. Amen. So let's stand together then to confess the faith in the words of the Creed. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God. Light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, of one being with the Father. Through him all things were made. For yes. and for our salvation, he came down from heaven. By the power of the Holy Spirit, he became incarnate of the Virgin Mary and was made man. For our sake, he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. On the third day he rose again in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again with glory to judge the living and the dead. his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is worshipped and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets we believe in one holy catholic and apostolic church we acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins we look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come amen take a seat for a moment a reminder that next sunday is remembrance sunday and we'll be holding a morning service here at 10 o'clock in partnership with the Royal British Legion. So no service at 3 o'clock next week. Services will be here at 10 o'clock with the Royal British Legion for Remembrance Sunday. Then, looking to the week ahead, tomorrow at half-past 11, there'll be a service of Cumin in Holy Eucharist in Welsh, in St. Catherine's. Half-past 11, followed by lunch and some light entertainment by Hemiola, a group of friends that have been singing together for about 30 years under the direction of Delith Holland. Some of you may know Delith. She's well known and much loved locally. If you're not able to join us for the service, then do come along for about midday to have some lunch and to enjoy the entertainment. Or otherwise, even if you're learning Welsh, do think about joining us Half past 11 for a service of Holy Eucharist in Welsh. If you're learning, we'll help you muddle through and I'm sure that you might pick up a few new tricks along the way. Half past 11 tomorrow in St Catherine's. Then on Tuesday, we look forward to open the book in Gosine Primary School. If you're you're not on team and you'd like to be, perhaps you might have a word with Andrew after the service, Andrew Knight. And of course, the cafe meets in St Catherine's as normal. Remember that on Friday, if you're not looking after your waistlines, or even if you are, perhaps on my version of Slimming World, Friday at half past twelve, there's a chicken and chip lunch here in St. David's, and you're welcome to come along. More details from Dorothy. Then, looking further ahead, remember that the Christmas fair is coming up. Uh, If you'd like to know more about that, please speak to me at the end of the service. And finally, of course, uh, we remember that um, I think it's the 27th of November. We look forward to welcoming Barry Morgan, former Archbishop of Wales and Bishop of Llandaf, as guest speaker in our morning service in St. Catherine's Sunday the 27th at 10 o'clock. Let's turn then to our prayers. gwithion
1: we pray we pray today for those people and countries who have been devastated by the war in russia and ukraine we hold in our prayers those who have lost their lives so suddenly and in our hearts we remember families forever changed by the world they find themselves living in father fill them with your love and comfort them as only you can lord in your mercy we pray for tower Esau ministry area in our own diocese of Swansea and Brecon, and the Church of England and Archbishop Justin Welby. We also pray for Andrew, our Archbishop, the clergy of this parish, and all who work with them. Lord, in your mercy. Amen. We pray for our church and our congregation, and especially those whose names are on the altar, and any whose anniversaries of the loss of a loved ones is at this time help us Lord to make a difference as we gather together to worship you bless us all and keep us ever close to you Lord in your mercy Amen. we pray for our government and especially Rishi Sanak, who has become our new Prime Minister we pray for him and his family and ask that you will give him the wisdom he needs as he leads our country in the turbulent times we are living through. Lord, in your mercy. Help us, our families and all who are dear to us to honor all that you have created. Guide us to live responsibly, to care for your earth. Help us now in all we say and do to act for the good of all your people in future generations. Lord, in your mercy. We pray for our country where there are people who need help who are finding it difficult to feed their families as the cost of everything especially food is becoming more expensive every day we thank you lord for the food banks and the members who donate and those who give their time to help distribute the items needed lord in your mercy and we pray for ourselves and thank you for the promises you send us in your word When we are alone, you promise to be with us. When we are afraid, you promise to calm our fears. And when we are distressed, you promise to be our comforter. We praise you, Lord, for your constant presence in our lives. Merciful Father, accept these prayers for the sake of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen.
0: peace of the Lord be always with you. Let's share a sign of that peace together. Lord be with you. with you. Lift up your heart. Up Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is, right to give our thanks, our it is indeed right. It is our duty and our joy at all times and in all places to give you thanks Holy Father all powerful ever living God through Jesus Christ our Lord who by his death has destroyed death and by his rising to life again has restored to us eternal life. And so with all the hosts of angels and all the company of heaven, we proclaim the glory of your name and join in their unending hymn of praise. Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Let us pray. All praise and thanks to you, true and living God, creator of all things, giver of life. You formed us in your own image, but we have marred that image and we fall short of your glory. We give you thanks that you sent your Son to share our life. You gave him up to death so that the world might be saved and you raised him from the dead so that we might live in him and he in us sanctify with your Holy Spirit this bread and wine your gifts to us so that they may be for us the body and blood of our Saviour Jesus Christ on the night that he was betrayed he took bread and when he had given thanks he broke it gave it to his disciples and said take Eat. This is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink from this, all of you. This cup is the new covenant in my blood, which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this. As often as you drink it in remembrance of me. Let us proclaim the mystery of faith. As He has commanded us, Father, we remember Jesus Christ, your Son, proclaiming His victorious death, rejoicing in His resurrection, and waiting for Him to come in glory we bring to you this bread and this cup. Accept our sacrifice of thanks and praise. Restore and revive your people. Renew us and all for whom we pray with your grace and heavenly blessing. And at the last, draw us with all your saints into that unending joy promised by your Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Through him, with him and in him, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all honor and glory are yours, Almighty Father, forever and ever. Amen. As our, as our Savior Jesus Christ has taught us, so we are bold to say, Amen. Our Father. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. We break this bread to share in the body of Christ. Oh yeah. Draw near and receive the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ given for you. Feed on him in your hearts by faith and with thanksgiving. Two further announcements that I should have uh, shared earlier, but I forgot. First of all, we're looking forward to a live nativity once again this year. It's been lots of fun in previous years. And if you think that you've got uh, an Oscar winning actor hiding inside you, then have a word with Moira. She is the executive producer, and she's really keen to hear from you. If you don't think you've got an Oscar winning actor hiding inside you, but you'd still like to be a part of it, come and have a word with Moira too. She is absolutely eager to hear from as many of you as possible. And if you've got friends or neighbors or children or grandchildren that you'd like to rope in, all the better. And then finally, just a a, a little announcement to encourage you to save the date. Friday the 9th of December. Claire and I are having an open house at the Vicarage, a chance to enjoy some mince pies and mulled wine together, and to sing some Christmas carols around the piano and the Christmas tree. So if you're able to join us, that's Friday the 9th of December from 5 o'clock, and we'd love to see you. No charge, no need to buy a ticket, just an opportunity to get together and enjoy one another's company as we look forward to celebrating the birth of Christ together. So the let's give thanks to the Lord, for he is gracious. God of truth, we have seen with our eyes and touched with our hands the bread of life. Strengthen our faith that we may grow in love for you and for each other. Through Jesus Christ, our risen Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. The peace of God which passes all understanding. Keep your hearts and your minds in the knowledge and love of God and of his Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be upon you and remain with you always. Amen. Go in peace to love and serve the Lord. In the name of Christ. Amen. us out, Lord, in the power of your Spirit to live and work to your praise and glory. In Jesus' name. Amen.